to set the context, big O notation is something that was developed by Dr. Donald Knuth, kind of the, if there's anybody in computer science that's considered the godfather, he's likely it. He was born in Milwaukee and then left. Uh, he's currently, I think he's been a retired professor from Stanford for most of his life. Um, and he retired basically because he had a lot of work he wanted to get done and Stanford wanted him teaching classes and stuff like that that was getting in the way of him getting his work done. But basically when he was in grad school, he decided that he was going to write an encyclopedia of all of computer science. And he estimated how long it would take him, but computer science kept growing, so he's not close to done. I think he currently predicts he'll be 90 by the time it finishes, but uh, it's not going to happen. But he came up with this concept of how to characterize the efficiency of an algorithm. And when I say the efficiency of an algorithm, what I'm talking about is how it performs as you throw more data at it. So if you think about the array list, getting an element out of the array list does not depend on how many elements are in my array list. Do you agree with that? Because I, they're all contiguous in memory, I can calculate where to jump to and then get that element. So whether I jump over 15 or whether I jump over 50,000 or 50 billion, doesn't matter. I can do that in a fixed amount of time. That's considered a constant time algorithm. There are other algorithms where it depends on how much data I have. So for example, if I wanted to determine whether a particular value was stored in my array list, i.e. call contains. To call contains, I've got to walk through the entire list in the worst case, right? I've got to walk through the entire list asking every element, are you equal to me? or the guy I'm looking for. That's called linear time. It's linearly related to the number of elements in my data structure. Those are both very popular time complexities or efficiencies associated with algorithms that we'll write. Conceptually, if I have a constant time algorithm, the constant could be big or small. Right? I don't care what that constant is, what I want to know is, in relation to increasing the, the size of the data, how much is my performance going to change? So what's really nice about this is that I don't have to have the algorithm implemented, and I don't have to run it on a particular piece of hardware to know how it's going to perform. The alternative to this asymptotic time complexity analysis or big O, is to do benchmarking. And that's what Lab 3 is about, where for benchmarking, what you do is you feed your algorithm, you implement your algorithm, you feed it a bunch of data, different sizes of data, and you stopwatch time, how long it takes to run. And that, you'll likely discover, is fraught with complexity. Because, well, if you had other programs running in the background, that's going to affect your time complexity. If you do it on your desktop machine, which might actually be more powerful than these laptops, 
you're going to get completely different answers. Um, and so, and if I compare the performance on hardware from 10 years ago compared to now, it's completely different. When I say asymptotic time complexity, you know about asymptotes, right? That's stuff that's going towards infinity. In this case, when I'm talking about asymptotic time complexity, the thing that's going to infinity is the size of my data. So as the amount of data that I feed to my algorithm increases towards infinity, how does the algorithm behave? From a theoretical standpoint, it could be that it performs really well on every data size you have. So for example, if I had an algorithm associated with uh, doing stuff with a class or a section of a class, I know that I'm never going to have more than 24 students in a class. So if I'm comparing two algorithms, I might have one algorithm that performs better as n gets towards infinity, but at n24, this slower in an asymptotic sense algorithm is actually faster because the constant that gets multiplied is smaller. Is that making sense? So in general, knowing about asymptotic time complexity is useful because it helps us determine, generally speaking, how is this going to perform as I feed it more and more data. What do you think the chances of the amount of data that we use with algorithms decreasing in the future? You think we're going to have more data or less data in the future? We're going to have more, right? in all likelihood. And so even though we may only need to deal with 50 billion web pages for a search now, in the future we might have trillions or more URLs that we have to, to manage. Or right now we have 24 or 20 students in a class. Maybe in six years I'll be teaching 600 students in a class or 60,000 or 60 million. Probably not 60 billion, unless people are double enrolling and triple enrolling. All right, so that's, that's the basic idea behind asymptotic time complexity.